Do we get Michael McDonald on the show? God, I can't believe Michael McDonald is here, everybody. Welcome, Michael McDonald. It's me, Michael McDonald. That's, wow. What a voice. What a guy. The voice of a generation, right, Michael? Yeah. Isn't that the the slogan for Coke or Pepsi? Was it Pepsi? Yeah. You got the the, right one, baby. That's what I remember that one. Drink of a generation. Yeah, Coke, Coke, Pepsi. Pepsi, Coke. Poke. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, This is M-Class Podcast, a show where we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, dissect it, make dick jokes, and have a great time. I'm Jeff. Yeah. Hi, I'm Josh. Today, we got uh, not a special episode, because this is the 49th episode. The sex number. <laughs> we, ta- we already talked about this, but we're going to do it again for the cameras. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about the original series episode, Arena. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. the one where Kirk fights a guy in a lizard suit. Dude, this episode rules. I fucking love this episode, dude, for a lot of reasons. Like, for yeah. the reasons it meant me to love it. Yes. And the reasons it didn't mean it didn't me to love mean it. For you to love it. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Uh, this is season one, episode 19 from way back in 1967. Oh, I was, I was negative 16 years old. Uh, I was 28. <laughs> uh, this Just episode- got out of college. Wait, this, uh, this episode is, uh, yeah, I failed quite a lot. I was the yeah, Van Wilder of the <laughs> 60s. <laughs> you were Van Wilder or the PCU guy. Nobody remembers. Draws, that's his name. Draws. That's new to me. We should watch PCU for uh, Jeff and Josh watch movies. We should watch something for that. <laughs> I have PCU, and it's great. <laughs> uh, this episode is credited to be written by a guy named Frederick Brown. Oh, that sounds uh, like a made-up name. Frederick Brown did not write this episode. Gene L. Kuhn Yeah, Gene L. Kuhn did. Yeah. Um, however, Why does Frederick jo- Brown get it? There's a John Larroquette fun fact of the week in this. Oh, finally. When it finally, we're two minutes in. Yeah, I mean, I was going two and a half minutes. I couldn't handle it. But um, when Gene, whose last name shall not be spoken, <laughs> Gene brought, L. Yeah, we're just going to say Gene L. L. Brought the arena script to uh, a Desilu research assistant to make sure that you know they weren't going to be copyright infringing anything. Okay. Uh, they found out that Arena bore striking similarities to Frederick Brown's 1945 short story that was also called Arena. Okay. Wow. So uh, instead of changing the name or rewriting the episode, they just bought Brown's story. <laughs> All right. So he received story credit on it, even though he didn't write a single word of it. That's incredible. Like, what are, do you think that it was like somebody read it and like they like it was like in their mind? Maybe it that had happens to with, have been right. Cause... That happens with like jokes, and a lot of times like comedians get really upset. But like you'll hear a joke or whatever, and you'll hear it like maybe like I don't know, like six years ago, and then you'll think of something similar, and like you're not thinking about that joke. You're just it's just in your head, right? It's true. I mean, it's easy to tell if somebody's actually copied a joke. Right. If it's like a word for word. If thing. it's word for word. And yeah, if it's like right. really fast that it happens. Yeah. yeah. But uh, apparently, I imagine what really happened is like the research assistant like went to the records and looked up the word arena. 
Oh, yeah. And if he hadn't have done that, then they would never know. That guy probably wouldn't have even known. No. He probably would have been like, my name's Frederick Brown. <laughs> Could you I'm ima- nobody. <laughs> Could you imagine that, like, you're just sitting at home one day and you get a phone call and it's like, hey, it's me, Joan Pierce from Desilu. We <laughs> rewrote your story, so we want to buy it. Who? What? The I, I Love you Lucy did what show? Now? <laughs> How are you going to do a Reno and I Love Lucy? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's your John Larroquette fun fact of the day. Well, that's that's how interesting. I thought that was genuinely interesting. No, it is. Uh, you don't you don't think about like uh, there's a lot of like really great sci-fi from this time period, like book wise. Like oh, uh, yeah. you have your uh, you got your Asimovs, you got Asimovs, your uh, yeah, right, right. Harlan Ellison who wrote Harlan an episode. Ellison. Yep. You got a lot so, of great writers at this point. And then you got Frederick Brown. <laughs> Frederick Brown, the original writer of Arena. Is it a short story? Can we read it? It is a short story. We should see I if would we like can to find read it somewhere. It. I'd like to see how similar it is. If we find it, we'll post it. We'll post a link to it. On well, what was... Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. What was revolutionary about Brown's story was that he had the Gorn blinking already. <laughs> they didn't have to wait till 2008. They didn't, they didn't have to wait, yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode was directed by Joseph... Joe Pevney. <laughs> oh, oh, is his nickname Joe? Wow, yeah. thanks for clearing that up, guys. I love the Joseph they put Joe that in Pevney. Quotes, wow. Like Joseph Joe Pevney. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought people called him Joe? Uh, he was the director of some of the best TOS episodes of all time, like City on the Edge of Forever, That's Amok a good Time, one. and The Trouble with Tribbles. Ah, uh, the classic. Oh, we, you know, uh, I just got an idea. Uh, we'll talk about it. Well, let me let me put it on the record here. Yeah, just tell uh, me now because we'll never remember. Like. We should do we should do like a mini a mini tribbles uh, set, and we could watch that and then watch uh, trials and tribulations like right after and oh, see awesome. like how similar it is. I've never done that. I've actually never watched them in a row. Neither so have I'd, I. Like, it would be cool to do that. I wonder. If uh, are Joseph- there any other Tribbles episodes? I don't know. Actually, there's the movie. We could watch Into Darkness. And- <laughs> uh, anyway, so I wonder if Joseph Pevney got writing credit on. Uh, are you talking about Joseph Pevney or Joe Pevney? I'm talking about Joseph Joe. Oh, okay, Pevney. okay, okay. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same guy here. <laughs> uh, he's tied with Mark Daniels for the most TOS episodes directed. I love these names. They're so 60s. They are. Um, he actually won three Hugo Award nominations. Oh, nice. So he's he's a good director. That's good. Yeah, yeah. This is a I good don't have episode. Any. I don't have any Hugo Awards. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I don't believe you, Josh. <laughs> what if I just secretly had a Hugo Award and I didn't tell anybody about it? What for? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I would just, I would fucking show, I would carry that shit around with me and just be like, yeah, I got a Hugo. Hey, my name's Josh. I got a Hugo. My name's Joshua, quote, Josh, unquote, Henderson. <laughs> Joshua, Josh, Henderson. <laughs> oh, that's what they call you. Well, they oh, call him Josh. Weird. We actually all call him Joshua, Josh. <laughs> Nobody calls me Josh. I hate that. That's the worst. Yeah, I hate Jeffrey as well. Yeah, everyone. People feel real fucking loose with calling me that. I knew uh, one of my friends from high school who I was in a band with preferred... His name is Steve, but he preferred Steven, and we were like, well, we're not calling you that, dude. Yeah. Not calling you Steven. 
I mean, I guess I get that. Like, maybe you just don't like it, but, like, the nickname version of almost every name is better than the full name. Of course it is. That's why it's the nickname version. Like, it's just naturally, like, water flows downhill, right? Like, it finds the downhill. A like, nickname is, like, the water of yeah. names. Like, Rob is better than Robert. For sure. It's, uh, They're Rob both is, terrible of course, names, better but... than Bob. <laughs> yeah, Rob is infinitely better than Bob. Will is a lot better than Bill. Although, yeah. William Shatner goes by Bill Shatner. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. My grandfather and my uncle are both named Bill. But they're William. Like, that's their... Yeah, like Billiam. Billiam, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this episode has a long and storied history oh, God, of it's... being made fun of in, by the general public. It's classic. This is a classic episode. It is. And it's like... It is hilarious at points. It's got 8.1 on Netflix, though. Like, is that a joke 8.1, or is that a... I don't know. I don't know anymore. Yeah, we're at, like, so many levels of yeah. irony that nobody knows anymore. No, is who it knows? Good? Is it real. bad? Who knows? Is good bad? Is bad good? I don't know. Somebody help me. Please. I've lost track of existence. <laughs> I'm thinking about exiting this earth. Arena has a moral lesson to it that no one remembers. Like, there's a moral yeah. at the end of every episode of Star Trek. Right. Which uh, makes it a great Star Trek episode. Like, in my book, like, it's great. Because, like, that's... Uh, that's Star Trek, right? Oh, yeah. I think this is definitely one of the episodes that gets overlooked when people talk about character progression in Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Because they only think of the costume. True. Well, like... And... People overlook character progression in TOS anyway. They think the first episode of TOS, like, where no man has gone before, all the characters are exactly the same in the final episode. Right. They which don't isn't grow. true. Like, all the yeah. characters change throughout. Bones and, changes a great deal. Scotty, or uh, Spock, obviously. Oh, yeah. Spock changes a lot. finally, like, comes in contact with his human side a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And Kirk learns what it means to be, like, free of prejudgment and, like, yeah. free of, like, uh, also prejudgment, since I can't think of another <laughs> word. Uh, prejudice. Like, prejudice. He, he's, he's not as prejudiced. Yeah, I, I was thinking that when I was making myself a milkshake today. I was thinking about the episode, and I was like, damn, I love milkshakes. But also, I was thinking about... <laughs> How you fucker, you made a milkshake and didn't give me any. Yeah, it would have melted before it got to you. Fucking excuses, Plus excuses. I, I wanted it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was thinking about how, like, you know, exactly what you just said. Like, there, there's no uh, credit for this show having any character development. Like, we, we think of Kirk as, like, this, like, stoic... Uh, immovable, unchanging force in Star Trek where he's Kirk and for a lot of like that we, we'd also talk about the negative side where he's also viewed as like this like weirdly misogynistic weirdo kind of oh, yeah, like creepy a guy date rapist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like a date rapist and shit but without any of these episodes like we you don't get the, the character development that you need for like a good show at all like oh yeah like, in this episode, he's like, let's go fuck these guys up. Yeah, Kirk but wants he, revenge Yeah, in this episode. Like, he's bloodthirsty. 
Yeah. And he learns through the episode that, like, a lesson that people today probably wouldn't put in TV shows. Exactly. Which is, like, if you're attacked by someone, maybe you should stop and try and figure out why. Maybe why? you're the yeah. aggressor and you don't even realize it. Right. Which and is so starfleet. It's so good. I oh, love, yeah. I love it. And it's like, in a modern show, Kirk would go, especially if it was a modern movie, Kirk would yeah. go and murder this fucking asshole and kill his family, and he'd be vindicated, <laughs> and he'd yeah. be the hero. Yeah, they would be like, yeah, we did it on purpose because we hate humans, and then it would validate everything that he did, yeah. and it would be pointless. But instead, it's like... We thought you were invaders. We thought you were right. invading our homes, our territories. Right. So we retaliated to try and, and protect eradicated ourselves. Eradicated you. And Kirk is like, shit, like, we didn't even think to ask if anybody lived here already. We just moved right. on the fuck in. Yeah. Which is, like, uh, kind of what they were alluding to in that Voyager episode about the this time period being a little more cowboyish, right? Like that, that could be true. I mean, like, I know they do that jump they were like, two feet like two feet into the situation right yeah, off the bat. Yeah, they don't they don't ask anyone. <laughs> They're like, this planet looks okay to populate with people. Yeah, I mean, it was like apparently an outpost that the Gorn used beforehand. Cestus Three. Yeah, uh, you go there in a. The on uh, Star Trek Online and the Gorn are like helpful with you in that. They're so, your like, best friends. The story, the story in that game is that you and the Gorn, uh, the Federation and the Gorn, uh, have like an agreement after that. After the incident, like they get together and they say, "Let's just like mine the planet together. Like we'll go back and we'll like find the resources well, on this cool. planet." I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, it's cool. It's um, pretty cool. Slight fun fact of the moment. Uh, Cestus is a type of like brass knuckles weapon. I did not know that. Yeah, it's it, like it's like. What a, do they look like? You put it on like brass knuckles, but it's got like uh -huh. a gigantic like uh, squared flat part on top of it that you just like knock the shit out of people with. Should we? Oh, look at those. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I've seen these. I mean, I haven't seen them, but I know. I've seen these. them hit you in the face repeatedly. <laughs> do you want to fight each other with these? This sounds yes. like a good idea. Let's go to Cestus three. <laughs> Is there anything more, uh, like, 50s or 60s than brass knuckles? Maybe switchblades, but, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I've brass knuckles are... I guess I moved in with a guy at college who was real 50s and 60s. I think yeah. I've told this story on here before that I went... My first day at college, when I went to a smaller he college... He stabbed to begin the door. <laughs> no, I didn't... T I think I've told that story. This was a, a different college, the one oh. that fucked me over. Anyway, I... I thought I, they like, both... <laughs> Well, I got a degree from one, so it's a different type of fucking. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I went in to meet my roommate, and he like uh -huh. immediately told me that a guy hit him with a car because he owed him money. Sure. And uh, as as one does. Then when I came back later, he wasn't there, but there were three pairs of brass knuckles and a switchblade out on his desk, just sitting there. He's getting ready for. That's crazy. Like and colleges typically don't aren't okay no, with that. They're not. At, at Temple, they would they would X-ray your bag, like which is cr fucking really crazy. Yeah, they didn't do that here, apparently. Like, well, Temple <laughs> is like, I mean, it's crazy. It's like it's not in a very good part of uh, Philadelphia, so. I don't know if they do that anymore, but when I was they there, should. they were totally fine with it. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> they should if this guy's going there. Yeah, right? Oh, dude. Like, I went back later, and he was gone, and that shit was on his desk, and I was like, fuck, I'm, like, too tired to catch a bus and go home, so I'm gonna take a nap real quick. Yeah. Just and forget about the Nux. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, mate, I live in West Virginia. People have weapons. I guess sure. I'll have to deal with it. I, sure. I took a nap, and I woke up, like, an hour later, and I rolled over, and he was sitting in his bed staring at me. Cool. And I moved, I'd have been like, I moved so I'm out. gonna... I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I for moved sure. out the next day. So for sure, I took a bus home and came back the next day with a friend and moved the fuck out. That's crazy. It wasn't you would you would have been murdered. Yeah, like I either would have been murdered or I would have been his new girlfriend. One or the other. <laughs> I bought you for a cigarette. <laughs> Put your thumb in my back pocket, bitch. While we're in here, I better not catch you sit standing up peeing. I better, better not catch you standing up pee. You gotta tuck that thing back when you pee, boy. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say, girl? <laughs> anyway, uh... <laughs> but this, this episode is like... It's so well-known to the general public that they remade... Like, when they did the fucking commercial for the Star Trek Into Darkness video game... Yeah. They had William Shatner in the commercial and the guy in a Gorn suit, and they fought each other. Yeah, I have that as one of our uh, commercials that we play to get money. Yeah, give us your money. Uh, maybe I'll put it in this one if I remember. It's uh, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. <laughs> it's a pretty good commercial. It is. Like, it's, it's pretty funny. But that has nothing to do with the game. <laughs> no, but everyone knows the Gorn, right? Yeah, and everybody it's, it's knows such a, the Gorn. It's such an iconic, uh, silly thing, and and unfortunately, I think these types of things, like because in the original series, get uh, blown out of proportion. Let's oh, they I get, would say they get memeified real. They hard. get right. They get memeified, and like this show, like only suffered uh, from terrible special effects because like. Nothing had good special effects no, in 1967. Was, this is great special effects yeah. for 1967. This is actually. like top of the line for that time. Yo, I love the way the Gorn looks. I think he looks yeah. amazing. So again, like I know I talk about Star Trek Online a lot, but like in the game, you can pick to be this type of Gorn or the new Gorn, which are more like Godzilla y looking. Yeah, like they're more like Godzilla 2000. Like they're more like sleek <laughs> and stuff, uh, and also Zilla. like. <laughs> and when you and when you pick one like that fucking uh, P Diddy Led Zeppelin song plays. Oh God, no! I'm so thankful we can't play music on this podcast. <laughs> and brain stew, brain stew with the fucking roar in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's how you could tell it was on the Godzilla soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. I love uh, the Gorn. I love the way it looks. But like. It, it does get memeified. Here's the thing, Star Trek fans. I know you're listening to this. I know you're mixed in with fans of people who love PP jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people have been doing jokes about the Gorn and fucking red shirts dying a lot since 1965. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. It. It. It's not. It. You're not coming up with original content at this point. Like. It's all rip. It's regurgitated, right? It's just stupid. It's stupid. It. <laughs> it's not. It's not funny. It, look, I, look. It looks silly as fuck. But like, only because we know what things look like now. Like back then, 
this was all you had. Like there were literally four TV stations, the three big ones and the one from your local city if you live near one, thankfully. Yep. That's it. And I mean, so this like, is all you could get. You you can read like people's opinions of this episode, like from back in the day, and they're like yeah. fucking the Gorn is terrifying. Yeah. It was it very was outer at limits. The time. Yeah. It it looks very it reminds me of Outer Limits. I was a Twilight Zone fan, oh, so yeah. like I never liked Outer Limits that much. But my uncle has like all the Outer Limits on tape, like on VHS tape, and we would watch them and like there this is very that that style of like oh, yeah. scary sci fi ness from like the fifties and sixties. Dude, I always describe the difference between the Outer Limits and the Twilight Zone as like if you're watching the Twilight Zone, they'll be like, Oh man, something's up. I don't know. May, like I can't figure out yeah. what's causing this, but it's terrifying. Yeah. If you watch The Outer Limits, it's like, hey, the episode's starting. Oh, shit, we're in another dimension, and there's aliens! <laughs> Dude, it's... The the uh, the Futurama scary door is more like The Outer Limits. It really where is. It's like, where they're like, and it, God's humblest creature, the Tyrannosaur. It's like, that was Outer Limits, like, right? I was fucking, like... I was watching the 90s Outer Limits, like the yeah. late 80s, early 90s Outer Limits, and, like... At the beginning of it, it's like the Twilight Zone episode, like uh, where all the power goes off on the street, yeah. and they can't figure out why. That's a fucking incredible. It's one it's of my called, favorites. Uh, Maple Street or something like that. It's the name of it. It's one of my favorites. It's it's an amazing episode. Uh, it's exactly like that, except uh, a guy gets in his car to drive out of town, and he comes up against a giant blue force field, and he yes. sees out of it, and he's in another dimension populated by giant pillars that have other cities on top of it. <laughs> that that show had to one up maybe one of the greatest written television shows of all time. Like like Twilight Zone is like maybe the best television show ever made. Oh yeah. Like written wise, like it's incredible. Dude, I'm, and that show was I'm like, like I'm pretty excited about uh the Jordan, Jordan Peele Twilight yeah. Zone. Yeah, it's on CBS fucking shitty hey, access. Though. It's on the Pirate Bay. I mean, CBS all access. <laughs> Just put your VPN on. Bitch. Yeah, put that VPN on. Go to cbsallaccess.com. <laughs> UPN, more like VPN. <laughs> I'm veeping, bro. Uh, anyway, we've talked a little bit about the history of this episode, a little bit about the cultural effect. Uh, we're going to mm -hmm. take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into the episode proper. I like milkshakes. Oh, we'll be right back after these messages. Batman's battle against crime never ends, and now you can bring the action home. Batman, ha-ha, you missed. Yeah, but I only missed once. You can't escape Joker. Just watch if you can. You won't be alone for long. And in the Batcave. No criminal can hide from Batman. Batman, gotta run to jail. Each item sold separately from Toy Biz. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hey! Hopefully... Hey, it's a podcast! Hey, we're doing a podcast! Hey! Hey, you can't be racist against Italians. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Mario Brothers! <laughs> so this episode arena begins uh, with Kirk leading down uh, a landing party. It's not called an away team yet. It's a landing party. Oh, well, they get a phone call first. It's very important phone call. <laughs> right? Not, I think the episode just starts with them, like, going down, and we learn about the fucking phone call later. 
No, no, they get a call from the Commodore. They're like, I remember because DeForest Kelly, Dr. McCoy, says some lame-ass fucking joke about the perks of Command or some shit. Oh, They're yeah. talking about his chef. The Commodore has, like, a fucking great chef He's a chef personal chef, yeah. Which, like, okay, fun, whatever, sure. So, like, and then they're like, we're coming, and the Commodore's like, I hope to see you soon, Jim, but we got a tactical problem here. We got a tactical problem. Fucking lizard people are killing us. <laughs> lizard people already killed us, spoiler alert. Did you know lizard people are real? Did you know that the fucking crazy people from the 21st century were right? The Anunnaki are here, Kirk. <laughs> Bring your phasers. <laughs> phasers do nothing to them. <laughs> it only pisses them off. But uh, they beam down, and it turns out the colony's just been wiped the fuck out. It's just desolate. <laughs> on fire. Everything's still on fire. Yeah. It looks... It looks. It's a pretty good set. They did it a pretty is. good job. It looks great. It's definitely, yeah. like, a it's set styrofoam. as well. Yeah. It's... it's they, there's one part where they're leaning against, like, a ruin, and it moves a lot, and you're like, yeah, because it's made out of paper mache. <laughs> it's loose because it blew up. Fuck you. It's right, real. It's rubble. It's rubbleized. It's real to me, damn it. <laughs> I never get tired of that. <laughs> but they, like, jump behind the wobbly wall, and uh, Kirk's like, red alert. And then they start getting mortar attacked like it's World War II. Oh, yeah. Straight up just explosions go off on the ground. I don't... I, I tried to figure out... So we get our... Uh, this might be the first red shirt reference in the show that we've done. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't think I remember a red shirt dying prior to this, but I could be wrong. Because they're so forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. 1966 uh, is when these jokes started. <laughs> yeah, 66, yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah. like, a mortar falls, right? And then the guy just gets vaporized from, like, the sound of the mortar. Yeah, falling. the mortar l explodes near him, and he and it, turns red and disappears. He gets vaped? <laughs> All right. That sucks, man. But they're getting shelled. You're right. This is straight up, like, World War style. This is, like, how they thought battles were, right? Because this is how they were at the time. Yeah. But uh, the Enterprise is up in orbit on uh, over top of Cessus Three, and mm. they start getting attacked. So they have to put their deflectors up. Their deflector yeah, put screens. The, shields up, the screens. I like when they call them screens. Screens. Screen doesn't ev evoke a lot of confidence in the defensive no. capability. Well, that's more true to life then, because shields go down fucking super easy in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> but so the landing party is like trapped. They can't beam back up. Right. The screens are in the way. <laughs> they shut it's the like screen a, door, so you can't it's go like through. Like a dog can't go through the screen door. That's how. It, that's the analogy I would use. It's like a balloon trapped it's, in a screen door. It's like a dog that blew up <laughs> um, from a mortar attack. Kirk is like he leaves Sulu in charge, which is unprecedented at this point Sulu in television is like history. Five years old. <laughs> He's like a twenty-one-year-old child. They're all super young. He just looks younger. He looks amazing. He does. They all look... I also wanted to point out, I made a note about everyone's makeup in this episode is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, Sulu's is, makeup in all episodes are ridiculous. His is really bad. on his eyelids. Yeah. No, his is really bad. I think because, like, the way that his skin tone is, like, they were like, purple looks good. But, like... Bones and Kirk, like Kirk, does like a ridiculous flip at one point, and like it's a it's a like a medium shot to a medium long shot, and mm -hmm. I can fucking see 
the fucking goth eyeshadow that this motherfucker has on his eyes. Dude, he always has eyeshadow on. I mean, it's like it's like uh it's like uh Zane wears eyeshadow like this. <laughs> like dude, on fleek eyeshadow, dude. Every time I watch TOS and like my wife is in the same room, she every time Kurt comes on screen, she's like, "Man, that's some good eyelash work." Yeah, see? <laughs> You notice it. It's noticeable. It is super noticeable. <laughs> but, like, they open fire on the, like, unidentified ship, but it doesn't do anything. Like, phasers don't hurt their screens. Their screen doors are made out of better screens. Yeah, we also get the uh, new the new effects for these episodes on Netflix. Yeah, right? which so. I've gotten more used to. I like them. I will. Uh, it's probably unpopular opinion, but I, I like it's them a not. lot. It's not. You're actually in the majority. Most oh, of the, I am? Most of the time, the only thing I ever hear from people when I told them I didn't like them was yeah. that uh, I should probably just dig up my own grave and fucking roll in it because I'm so <laughs> old and worthless. That makes a lot of sense. So, uh, <laughs> I still think some of it looks crappy, but, I mean, they do yeah. a lot to, like, flesh out the experience a little bit. It's a smoother experience, yeah. It's not so... Uh, like play like it's you know, like you're not watching a play right yeah it's uh, it's more like a science fiction it's like Star Trek like there's not a whole lot of like still images being drug across the screen anymore yeah you can't see the mat behind it like the box moving yeah. and shit yeah um, photon torpedoes actually don't work either like because they can't hit it it's too fast like they're it's too oh, fast super and it's fast. like uh, they can attack from further away than the Enterprise can yeah, they're better at everything. The Gorns. <laughs> and they're like... Kirk's like, do whatever it takes. Like, leave us if you have to. Yeah, go get him. He's fucking pissed, dude. Yeah. He wanted to eat that guy's personal chef food. He's like, fucking, you killed my favorite friend, the personal chef. Who no one has ever met. <laughs> and cares about. But, like, Sulu fucks off. He's like, I gotta protect the people in the ship. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Kirk tells him to, and he's like, no, sir. You're my best friend, Jim. I love you, Jim. (laughs) You're definitely going to come to my gay wedding one day, Jim. (laughs) Wait, did he not? And Kirk is like, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) Did he not? He did not. He says he wasn't invited. Oh, Sulu says he was. I'm sure he was. Why wouldn't he be? Nobody was everybody else there? Shatner. Yeah, everybody else was there. Like, actually, Chekhov was, was his best man. That's awesome. But, like, nobody likes Shatner, so I could believe he didn't get invited, Yeah, honestly. maybe he didn't. Maybe maybe it was, like, they thought about it, and then everyone else was like, eh, do we yeah. really? They and probably like, did right. invite him, and he was just like, I'm not going to that shit. Yeah, he probably didn't even, like, get it, right? Like, yeah. he probably was like, what is this? Sulu. <laughs> it's who? Sulu on the card. <laughs> Sulu? Who? I don't know who that is. <laughs> George Takai? Ah, sounds familiar, but I don't know. And he threw in his, like, giant barrel of, like, autograph, yeah, like, fan probably. mail that he got, his burning barrel. Did you did you know that, like, William Shatner mispronounced George Takei's name forever? Like, he still does to this day. What he does he say? It Takai. Oh, I, that's okay, I think. And I mean, every, like, every time know, maybe it's not, George but... Takei is around him, is like, it's Takei. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Well, that's just going to make him do it more. What an asshole. <laughs> but uh, Kirk, like, oh tries to get across the shelling. He's yeah, trying not he to He does get a shelled. sweet flip for no reason. It's dope. He does 
an action role, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's uh, we don't get a lot of like uh, camera shake because like this is like you couldn't move the cameras. No, I think the camera for the show is the size of like. Uh, the ENIAC computer, which is oh, the yeah. size of like a warehouse. If you turn, if you like turn the view around, it would be a bunch of people huddled around the front of a fucking train that had a lens <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's like a fucking Full Metal Alchemist fucking train. It's like a steam engine. Uh, like Kirk gets a fucking grenade launcher. Yeah, which is super futuristic. <laughs> which is cool as fuck. I mean, that's actually cool. And another red shirt gets killed, like they always do. Yeah, Am I right? Mm, red shirts. <laughs> that was uh, our name when uh, uh, the Old Republic came out. Our guild name was Red Shirts. People thought that was funny. Oh, that's cute. There was uh, so many hilarious. This is a completely different topic. There was so many hilarious guild names in that in that game. It was ridiculous. Looking for love in Alderaan places uh, was my favorite. I, I remember hearing about that one. Like I, I, I was I, on that server with them. They were fucking funny as fuck. Like I almost dated a girl who played the uh, like the Old Republic constantly. That game rules. Um, <laughs> I did not. Anyway, date her. I did not date her. But that's the end of the story. Great. Um, Why not? What happened? Did anyway, you go to a sex toy shop? Anyway, the. Uh, <laughs> No, that was much later. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> they like start firing like grenade launchers back, and yeah. their one grenade launcher makes the aliens stop attacking. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh well." Yeah, and they like beam back up to their vessel, and so Sulu gets to come back to the planet and quickly pick up everybody who's down there. Uh, Not the dead people, they got vanished. No, they exist in the death dimension now, so you can't bring them back. <laughs> nice. Magus too. But they um, they find a guy when they go down there whose name is Harold. Yeah, he's all burned up. Something Harold, or Harold something? I don't remember. Nobody cares, because he's not in any of this. No, he's like, oh, there <laughs> was an... Tom Toupee was the actor. He's <laughs> That's an unfortunate name. That's his name. <laughs> He's like, there was an attack on the colony, Kirk. The aliens destroyed all of our phases. We were defenseless. <laughs> He's overacting like hell. And it turns out that the message the Enterprise received was faked. It was a lie, yeah. The Gorn can fake audio messages. They're fucking crafty, dude. Yeah, they're not just big dumb aliens. They're smart as fuck. You run into this a lot in Star Trek, and like they kind of... They kind of talk about it a little bit later when Kirk is uh, giving his, like, uh, diary, I guess, or his, like, captain's his log captain's on the planet. His captain's log? He's giving his diary. Yeah, his captain's <laughs> diary. His captain's mer- man his, journal, his Myrtle. His fucking, uh, like, he's Doug. He's yeah. writing his dear diary. Dear diary. He's like, fucking Doogie Hauser. <laughs> uh, and, like, they talk about how, like, he he's like, oh, it's like, I don't know if it's, like, a human thing, but I'm, like, repulsed by these reptiles. And that's, like, a thing in Star Trek. Like, in Enterprise, they do this a lot with the one Zindi race is reptilian, and they're, like, real crafty and fucking, like, evil kind of because they're like cold-blooded right fuck those fucking lizards am i right fellow humans yeah go mammals (laughs) you know we're the only uh uh mammal on earth that maintains our breasts at all times oh yeah you're welcome that's good i'm glad that we made that decision evolutionarily i don't know if we made the decision or if we just shows how into boobs we are 
Yeah, it's like breasts aren't like a mating thing in other. Well, they are for us. In other <laughs> mammals, they're just like those are for babies, and we're yeah. like, no, nah, that's for me. So we, yeah, we probably were like, let's have sex with the ladies who keep them, and then they just all started keeping them. Probably. That's how evolution works. I'm a doctor. <laughs> He's a wiener scientist. He knows. Yeah, wieners were like, yo touch those boobies with your wiener and then evolution happened and here we are in space on satellite m wait is that this show or is that the other i one? think that's the other show i don't, oh, okay, I don't think people mind. who are listening to this know what the fuck you're talking about oh shit oh shit okay there's at least half the audience that are like i know that and the other half that are like how do i turn this off <laughs> what is this <laughs> anyway uh they're like what do we do like we might be being invaded yeah, like we're gonna because they're to the d- only ship, right? Like yeah. Kirk is like the Enterprise is the only ship in this part of the uh, the uh, Alpha Quadrant. Well, they're not calling it Alpha Quadrant at this point, but no, this part of space. This I think yeah. they call it the Quadrant of space. The Quadrant, yeah. But um, the the plan that ca- the captain comes up with, everybody comes up with it together. They all have a powwow. They're going to overtake the ship that's trying to get away with the Gorn on it. They're going to destroy it so that they can't go back and report what happened. Sounds like a good plan. Chase the ship and blow it up. Got yeah. it. <laughs> destroy our fucking enemy who cares what their motivation is. Fucking kill them. Get them. They killed Sestus Three, and that guy's chef was great. Fuck, I don't remember anybody else from there, but they fucking killed my best friend, Kellowitz. <laughs> <laughs> is that his name? One of the red shirts who died was named Oh, Kellowitz. Kellowitz. Oh, that's right. Go get him. He's like, go get him, Kellowitz. Go get him, Kellowitz. I'll yeah. stay back here where it's safe. Hopefully I'm not in range of this vaporizing mortar that's going to hit. <laughs> you guys go that way. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I am out of here. And he just <laughs> fucking moonwalks out of the screen. He's like, I'm about to head out, so... <laughs> you gotta hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> but, like... The Gorn realize that they're being pursued, so they, like, go straight to warp six, which is, like, maximum warp at this point almost, right? Yes, I think seven is, right? I think warp eight is maximum, but it's going to, like, obliterate the Enterprise. It, like, fucks up the, yeah, like, not good to do, right? But, like, they're just, like, taking, like, the ship sounds like it's going to fucking explode on them when they go to warp seven. Like, it's like... It's like Mega Man charging. You're cranking all that antimatter into that injector, dude. You're going to blow it up. That's right. It's like like, hitting the NOS button in the Fast and the (laughs) Furious movies. You can't keep that shit going. Gotta do it sparingly. But, like, so while all this is going on, imagine Mega Man X charging his buster in the background, and you'll get all the info you need about it. And then think about how we're a family, and we stick together. (laughs) This isn't the JJ universe. (laughs) But, um, like, the warp core is gonna, fu- like, fucking explode. They're at warp seven, and, sp- like, Spock is like, like, we can't destroy this vessel because there's sentient life in there. We're gonna be yeah, wiping out an entire vessel full of living beings. Spock's very apprehensive about this. Like, he doesn't like this, which is, like, uh, his role, right, at, at this point in the show is to sort of be, like, logic. I mean, obviously, he's logical as well, oh, but, yeah. like, to, to be more, like, cautious and, uh, uh, I think that's kind of what they uh, are going for with Saru, right? In the new Star Trek, where he's sort a little, of, 
but it's uh, it doesn't. Except he's work. like a fucking bland ass piece of white yeah, bread. He, yeah, he's he sucks. I don't. Why didn't they just get a Vulcan? Uh, whatever. Anyway. Like Saru is like, I don't have an opinion on him because he's nothing. He's he just sucks. there. He's, he sucks. He's he sucks. Like let's just say it. He sucks. You haven't watched any of season two, have you? I haven't because I don't like, have a VPN network. Uh, you should get a VPN. Um, <laughs> I know I should for sure. I don't do a lot of that anymore, but maybe I need to see it. Um, maybe we should do a podcast. <laughs> maybe we should actually, but um, <laughs> Pike is actually like a really great character. And yeah. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, I like this show, and then he leaves, yeah. and I'm like, Oh wait, I don't like this show. Oh, everyone else is a moron. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was reading your tweets about it. I was like, oh god. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so like, Kirk is like, no, they've gone this far, no further. Yeah, he gets real revengey. <laughs> yeah, he's like the perp. They must be punished for what they've done, Spock. <laughs> oh god, I love that movie. And uh, Sulu's like, we they've matched us. They've reached warp factor seven. And Kirk's like, he sits there and he thinks for a second. And then he, he, you think he's going to like, he maybe he's going to come up with a different tactic, but he's a man yeah. who's driven at this point. He's bloodthirsty. And it does like a close-up and he says, warp factor eight. Yeah, and everyone like shits their pants. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh no, we're all going to fucking die. And Sulu's like, I was going to get gay married soon. <laughs> <laughs> and a single tear drops down onto the console. <laughs> And a single tear drops down and he goes, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> so they're like, they're closing the gap between the ship and uh, they're scanned by something. Yeah. they It's like from like an uncharted solar system they're being scanned. They don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah. Wait, did the ship stop? Did the other ship stop already? No, it's like stopping right now. Okay, like it, yeah, that's it, right. It like super yeah. like suddenly just starts slowing yeah. down up to like sublight speed. Yeah. And then is dead in space. And yeah, Kirk's just like, fucking there. let's kill him. Yeah, he sees like his opportunity. Which yeah. like, I mean, at this point, like, I guess, I guess, uh, I, thinking about it, they don't really like, talk about it in Star Trek jargon like they would in, like, newer Star Trek. I guess he kind of assumes that, like, maybe they burned out their engines or something. Yeah, well, he also doesn't care at this point. Yeah, I know. They know that they're being scanned by something, even. They know that there's a third party, they call it, out there in the the universe somewhere. But he's so tunnel vision. Like, I have to get revenge. I have to get revenge, Spock! He has to reap his revenge. Revenge, revenge, <laughs> and like Kirk's coming in, he's like, "Let's fucking kill him." Yep. But then all the weapons cut off. Yeah. Then they and start fucking e breaking it. He's <laughs> like, "No, no, I have to kill them," because <laughs> he wants to murder. Yeah, he's mad. But then we meet the Metrons, the Metronomes, <laughs> the the Metatrons. The Metrions. Metrion gas. Metra Metrons. The Metrion Xenthos. Dude. That's from Teen Titans. I didn't know that. Uh but they're I like s- they're the standard like TOS early TNG hyper advanced civilization. Yeah, they're like a Q sorta Yeah, pretty much. They're like uh you're coming into our space so that you can kill 
That is, we can't allow that. We must stop you. Yeah, they're not. They're not into that. And he's like, if you guys want to kill so bad, how about we resolve this conflict by just making your captains kill each other? A duel at noon. A duel on the planet's surface. Man versus lizard. <laughs> Pay per view. Fifty nine ninety nine. Dad, Dad, I gotta get that. I'm not paying no fifty nine ninety nine for that shit. WrestleMania, fuck that. <laughs> but the Hulk's gonna fight a lizard man. <laughs> Never mind, I'm in. <laughs> this is the commercial for the pay per view event. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's gonna fight an animal. And then the dad, the dad turns into Hulk Hogan. That's what would happen in the commercial. <laughs> and he's like, "Let's hit it, brother, brother." Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I'm your new dad, brother. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your mom, brother. And then I'm gonna tape it and my dick's not gonna work. <laughs> then I'm gonna get millions of dollars. <laughs> then I'm gonna fucking choke slam Gawker, brother. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, Gawker, shit. Down on the planet's surface, we finally see the Gorn Captain. He's fucking ripped. Yo, the Gorn Captain is slow as shit. Yeah, he's like in slow motion. His muscles are too big. He can't he's move fast anymore. Too ripped, dude. And Kirk keeps like evading him. You get the idea that like maybe this footage was supposed to be sped up. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Like, like uh, this is what everyone remembers right oh, yeah. from this from this episode is the. The ridiculous, like, stupidly choreographed... I, I say choreographed in quotes. Oh, like, yeah. Choreographed sort of fights that are just like... Like, he starts off with the double axe handle, and that doesn't work. Which you know you're in trouble when the double oh, axe yeah. handle doesn't that's work. That's like the ace in the hole. Yeah, that's That you learn in fucking Starfleet Academy. <laughs> all right, troops, today we're gonna do the double axe handle. And they're like, oh my god, the most deadly move in all the galaxy. <laughs> Nothing can withstand it. Don't let the Klingons find out about this. We'd be fucked. <laughs> it's our secret weapon. If you hit a man right on his back with both hands, <laughs> it'll destroy his innards. It'll hurt him so much and your hands will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he keeps trying to fight him and none of his attacks hurt him because he's got, like, six feet of rubber on top of him. Yeah, I guess, you, like, they really hit home the fact that, like, the Gorn are, like, are super strong, right? Oh, They're, yeah. Like, Dude, he picks he gets up that his, big styrofoam yeah. rock so easy. He does pick up that styrofoam rock real easy. He picks up, he rips that stick off that dead-ass tree. Oh, yeah, he just pulls it off like it's nothing, yeah, almost like is, it's a stick. <laughs> like, like a dead tree. Like, yeah. how does he do it? <laughs> but um, the alien does mention that the planet contains elements suitable for fabricating right. a weapon. Weapons, yes. But, like, Kirk keeps, like, throwing rocks at him and shit. Yeah. He drops... There's a one part where he climbs up... Uh, so, like, they shot this in uh, Vasquez Rocks is the name of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it is. Let me see. I don't know where it is. It's in California Probably somewhere. California. But there's a picture of the rock right here. I'm looking at it. Uh, and he climbs up the side of this rock, and he tries to drop a fucking rock on this thing. And it, like, and, like taps his pinky toe, and he, like, goes, yeah. he falls over, and you don't see it, it's off screen. But him climbing up that rock, it takes 30 seconds. It's oh, yeah, he's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like, they don't edit it, like, they were nah. clearly, like, they needed filler at some yeah. points. It's you know? man versus the elements, you just don't yeah. get it. <laughs> 
I'm willing to accept that explanation. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to accept it. But like, back I'm up not willing to accept that they were like, we have to cut all the choreographed scenes because this is ridiculous. So we got to fill some time here. <laughs> we the fist fight with Kirk and the Gorn has got to end as soon as we can end it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like the Enterprise crew are like completely incapable of restoring power. They can't use their weapons and they can't yeah. even move. They're on like. Frozen mode. Standby mode. The Metrons, like, call him, and they're like, your captain's getting his fucking shit right. I thought that was super convenient, like, super nice to them, and, like, yeah. passive-aggressive, though. Oh, uh, your captain is losing, he'll, and he'll die soon. And they're like, if you have any burial rituals, now's the time. Yeah, they're like, your captain is getting fucking dunked on. There's nothing he can do. And they're like, can we watch? <laughs> yeah. They, no. Yeah. Then they like. Yeah. And the Metrons are like. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Sure. Why not? But the Gorn finds the communicator, <laughs> and he's like, "Cease trying to evade me, <laughs> dude." It's great. Like, what's so good about this is like, Kirk has like thought this was like a personal recording device. It's a fucking walkie-talkie. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like telling the, other, the Gorn what he's doing the whole time. Like the Gorn finally realizes that like this guy can't fight him. There's yeah. nothing he can do about it. So yeah, he's it's... like, "I'll show you the mercy that I showed the humans at Cestus right. Three. A quick death or whatever. Or no, he says I'll give you a quick and merciful death. And Kirk's like, "Is that like the mercy you showed my people at Cestus Three? He's all mad about it still. And the Gorn's like, "Those people were in my space." It yeah. took over my people's planet. Yeah, what happens when you go to, like, a snake area? Snakes just bite you. They don't yeah. give a shit, dude. You're in their area, dude. Yeah, man. And a what happens when you go area. to, like, monkey area? Like, chimpanzees and shit? They'll bite R- your fucking thumbs off, man. They'll rip your arms off and beat you with them. That's what we do. Fucking, they thought they were repelling an invading force. It would be like if fucking, like, I don't know, like... Russia, I guess that's a bad example now, but when we were a real country, if Russia, yeah. like, set up a base somewhere just in Florida, right? we'd be like, what the fuck? Or Cuba. Maybe, like, Cuba? That's my Yeah, beer. maybe, like, Cuba. <laughs> Did that, was that a thing? Did that happen once? Did the world I feel almost like there end? Was a, I feel like there was a crisis about it sometime. Some, some kind of World War Three prelude? I don't know. But um, <laughs> the Gorn is like, yeah, like... You guys invaded us. Yeah. We were trying to repel you from our space. And McCoy's like, oh my god, maybe we're the baddies. Are we the baddies? <laughs> and Spock is like, it is within the realm of possibility. Yeah. And McCoy says, you green-blooded hobgoblin, you pointy-eared son of a bitch. <laughs> you might be right. I fucking hate you. I love you. <laughs> we're best friends. I hate you. I love you. I hate you, Spock. Now give me a big wet kiss on my lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this episode got crazy. Like, real fast. And Spock is like, it is entirely logical, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and then that happens. Wow. And then they just fucking kiss. And For the like, Metrons are like, should we leave? Or? And they're like, no, record it. <laughs> <laughs> Send it down to the captain. <laughs> And the captain's like, ooh, yeah. They're like, this, this is our burial ritual, burying that dick. And the Metrods are like, we do not know what dick means, but okay. And then McCoy's like, let me show you. 
Let me plant a big wet kiss on you, Metron. Come here, Metron. You look pretty. You're like an angel. <laughs> Come here, Metron. I'll show you the good old southern hospitality. <laughs> oh, man. And then Ludacris plays? It's crazy. <laughs> How did they know? fucking crazy. How did they know? Anyway... <laughs> And then um, it cuts it cuts to the back down to the planet and then dropping bows on him is playing. <laughs> Shit. And fucking Kirk is wearing a giant necklace with a dude with dwarfism on it painted gold. <laughs> oh, these are all references that I'm sure everybody gets. Yeah. Well, if we get it, of course the audience they understands. Will get it. Yeah. They're, They're definitely old. all fucking old ass men like we yeah. are. They remember MTV when it played videos. Anyway, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back after these messages with more ludicrous references. <laughs> Star Trek, the game. A game so challenging, you need this combat control panel to play it. Take command of the Starship Enterprise as you battle your way through unknown sectors. Blast Klingons. Raise your shields. Watch for space mines. Is this the most challenging game in the galaxy? It's inhuman. Star Trek from Sega. And we're back with part three of this episode, everybody. This is my favorite part. It's the part where we continue talking about the episode. (laughs) (laughs) So Kirk is locked in Mortal Kombat against this tall man in a rubber suit. Yeah. It's not going well. It suddenly hits him, right? He can make gunpowder on this planet. Well, like, yeah, like, so he's like, he says some goofy shit that kind of doesn't age well for Star Trek, where he's like, he picks up this big ass diamond, which is like the size of like the palm of my hand. Oh, yeah. The planet has diamonds all over it. It's got everything. It's, and he says something, it's like, like, later he's like, oh, it's a, a mineralogist's dream. And like then, but earlier he says something about like, it's worth a fortune. Like, all these things are worth a fortune, which like they wouldn't necessarily think about that. So much then. I don't. No, I know they don't I have mean, like, like replicators yet or whatever. Yeah, but like they didn't really think about it being a post scarcity economy at this point. Right. They like, didn't. Yeah. They I'm didn't. sure Roddenberry was all about it, but like the p- other people working on the show were like couldn't even imagine it. Yeah. They so. were like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Like you they commie. talk. They talk about like oh, I don't get paid enough for that and shit like, right. all the time. Right. Which is like, what do you? You don't get paid. But, like, <laughs> this is a great moment that showcases that Kirk is much smarter than people give him credit for. Yeah. Like, if I was alone on a fucking planet against a lizard man, I would never fucking think of creating gunpowder, let alone know how. Well, it's it's this is where this episode also gets very Twilight Zony Because he's like... He's like something about sulfur. He's like I, I read. He says like, he read it somewhere or something, or it's implied that he remembers or read it because he's very well read, right? Yeah, like, he's like he's th- trying to remember the formula for right. What's, he's like, like what is about the sulfur that makes it like dangerous or whatever? And like he he like can't remember because like they don't use guns, right? Like there hasn't been guns for oh, like yeah. 150 years, like. It'd be like, I gotta invent a Remington. Like, how? I don't know how to do that. But, like, Kirk read a book once, so he does. (laughs) He's much smarter than I am. He makes a blunderbuss. Like, you don't don't become the captain of the flagship of the United Federation of Planets by being a dummy. Yeah. You hear that, JJ? Suck my fucking dick. 
sucked my two Klingon dicks. Yeah, Josh stole a Klingon dick and put it on. I just sewed it on. I mean, I taped it on. So <laughs> wiener science. <laughs> but like, um, Spock is like impressed. He's like, "Wow, the captain's not stupid. Awesome." Yeah, he says something funny. He's like, "He's he's remembering or he's learning." Yeah. <laughs> Because they're, they're like adapted. trying to tell him. Yeah, they've adapted exactly. <laughs> but like, adapted. the Gorn is closing in on him, and Kirk's like, "Oh shit! Like, I don't know how to light this or whatever." But then he he rips his own uniform to show his fucking pecs, right? Oh, of course, yeah. He's got to show his pecs in every episode. Yeah, his nineteen sixty seven pecs. Yeah, his like, you like be the hero of the beach muscles. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, he makes the wick out of it, and he uses the like translating device that the Metrons gave him to yeah. like light it. I guess it sparks when you hit the coal because he has to find coal. I don't, I don't really know the formula for gunpowder, but it's coal and sulfur. Uh, according uh, to Memory Alpha, it's sulfur, coal, potassium nitrate, potassium and diamonds. Nitrate. Well, a diamond is the projectile. That's the bullet, right? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think a diamond. I don't know. He tries to find like a barrel, and he's like throwing bamboo sticks around. He's like, ah, "This isn't good enough." <laughs> he's all like, "I need a good barrel." But like the Gorn is coming towards him, and he finally sparks it off, and it just fires diamonds into the Gorn's chest. It's like, Dude. ah. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> and he just falls over like straight yeah. sideways. He's like, Bleh! he just perpendicular cartoon falls over like <laughs> stiff. And Kirk like walks up to the Gorn captain and he like holds. He's like about to kill him. Yeah, because he had like a stalactite or something. Yeah, and he throws it down and he says, "I won't kill him for you. You'll yeah. have to get your entertainment elsewhere." Which is a great line. Classic. Classic. It is. The Gorn disappears. <laughs> Does and Michelle Nichols scream like she did when uh, Kirk disappeared the first Wow! <laughs> she, like, freaks the fuck out. It's like, Jesus. It was like a 1960s, like, horror movie lady yeah. scream. Yeah, she, like, stands up and... Wah! It's like, what? Like, you've never seen anyone... You see people disappear every day. But it's You have a machine friend. that does that. It's her I best know, friend, Kirk. She loves him. Um, but, like, the Metron appear, and it's just, like, a kaleidoscope. Yeah, they're, like, a 1960s, like, uh, electric Kool-Aid acid trip. Yeah, and he's, like, he's, like, Captain, I'm 1,500 years old, and I'm tired of this shit. 1,500 is, like, it was, like, a baby. He's a baby Metron. Like, I've sent the Gorn back to his ship, and I'll, I'll fucking destroy him if you want me to. Yeah. And Kirk's, like, no. The Federation and the Gorn can find common ground and settle this dispute. Maybe we can yeah. finally reach an agreement instead of killing each other. Yay, diplomacies. He goes fucking plus 12 diplomacy on us. And he says, you know, since maybe humanity is still half savage, but right. maybe in a thousand years' time like you've had, we can be on your level. Yeah. You, maybe well, we can one day kidnap two men and force them to fight to the death. <laughs> Maybe we can be weirdly perverse in our combat rituals. <laughs> like, the Metron was about to fucking wipe the Gorn out of space because Kirk wanted him to. And yeah, like, how evolved, like, no. are they, right? They're not evolved. They would have been like, what are you guys doing? If they were evolved, they'd be like, knock it off. Go home. <laughs> That's what they would have said. 
But nah, he's like, yeah, kill each other for yeah, fucking, me. Fucking kiss him on the lips. <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you just hear that, like, echoey Metron voice in the distance, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fades out. And he's just, like, clearly jerking off. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, and then, God. Ludic- and then Ludicrous plays. <laughs> What's your f- 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 fantasy? fantasy. <laughs> anyway, so, uh. The- <laughs> oh, man. The, um, like, he gets sent back to the Enterprise, and they've been relocated, like, an amount of parsecs away from the Metron That's a thing. That's a real thing. Since parsecs are distance and not time, this makes sense. Parsecs are distance and not time, yes. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I remember having to figure out parsecs in, in, uh, in science class. It was really, I, like, couldn't do it. It was so hard. I don't think we ever... I don't think we parallax. ever learned that in West Virginia. <laughs> we did like parallax shift, which was like stars like from a certain distance like shift like it's fucking it's oh, it's yeah, like math like I, I was too like I know parallax shift. That's actually yeah. uh, an animation thing as well. Oh really? Yeah, That's you know cool. how like when in cartoons like the camera pans and the background moves at a slightly different rate right, in the foreground to show right. distance. So I did that like weirdly, not not movement wise, but I did that when we did our Patreon video because I was zooming in and out differently, right? Yeah. So like the shift of the background had to match logically as best to my ability. Oh yeah, like the background moves like when it's focused on me, the background is like my side, and when it's focused on you, it goes to your side. Has to be, has to make sense, and like there's a diff, there's like a mathematical formula that like tells you how much it moves, but I don't know how to do it. Well, it's like nobody really thinks about the extra thought that goes into that type of thing from the outside looking in. So that's really interesting, actually. That's the shit that like I mean I do it with continue too, where like I'll I'll do something like that with the background and like most people don't notice it which i think means like that's good because you're not supposed to notice it because it's supposed to look real right? oh yeah but it's just supposed to be like a background thing right that is so natural that it doesn't spark any like right uncanny valley right there's no like what the hell is this right like but it's hard to do because like it takes a lot of time and animation i'm sure it's like super fucking hard to do oh yeah like i don't like i mean maybe it was easier to do back in the day when you had different like uh glass panels set up right background middle ground could, foreground on it right right i don't know how it is now i don't really know there's how to a, do animation there's probably really, like a formula so. there, i mean there's probably like a uh, like a program that like just does it right like where it's maybe like, i mean there's definitely a program that you could like put the numbers into right that would do it based on your numbers or the movements that you create yourself right but um either way anyway. not here or there <laughs> science uh, kirk goes back to talk with spock his girlfriend and um kirk says we're a most promising species mr spock as far as predators go Ooh, like the predator? <laughs> yeah, it turns out that Kirk was a predator the whole time. Oh, fuck. I knew it. <laughs> but they have a little conversation about what happened, and yeah. Kirk like reiterates his thousand years, and maybe we'll be, we'll be able to prove ourselves to right. the high and mighty Metrons, who definitely didn't do anything fucked up fuck, in this episode. Fuck the Metrons. Like, fuck them, dude. If, see, this is where... this is. I kind of wanted to, to talk about um, the next episode we're going to do a little bit, because these episodes are very similar. And yes. They're very different in big ways, but they're very similar in premise, right? Like, 
uh, uh, we're doing uh, Darmok mm-hmm. next, which is maybe uh, one of the greatest episodes of anything ever. Yeah, of maybe one of the greatest stories ever told. Ever told, yeah. They taught, they, the, I had a sociology teacher who would show Darmok in college. Because it's so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's like a sociologist's wet dream. Yeah. These two societies that can't communicate meeting up with one another. It's, like, amazing, right? So, like, um, this is where, like, Kirk, or, uh, I mean, sorry, Picard would be like, ah, fuck you, Metro. (laughs) It's like, he'd be like, no, like, you're, this is ridiculous. You say this, but I got evidence, baby. Oh, there's, you do? There's an episode uh, called The One with the, the Face in Space, Nagilum. I, re- I don't remember the name yeah, of the Nagilum. episode. Yeah, It's called Nagilum. <laughs> where uh, Nagilum murders some people and Picard's crew, and at the end of the episode, Picard says, maybe once our species has evolved beyond its n- current limitations, that you'll see that we're, that we're on your level as well. Maybe right. one day we can be on your level. Yeah, and he should have been like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, later Picard would definitely have been like, "Nah, dude, like, yeah, we're we're way better than you right now because like this is ridiculous." Yeah, we've right? never kidnapped two people and forced them to fight to the death, so right. we're a little bit better than your silly space face ass. Yeah, Metrons or Nagilums. Maybe Metron is Nagilum. Maybe, maybe. I mean, obviously, I think that's like that's early TNG, so they're probably going for the same. Sort Probably, of theme. It's like uh, it's like poetry. <laughs> at this time, though, they probably thought that like yeah, like the Metron are being like a parent, right? Like yeah. smoke the whole pack of cigarettes if you love the right. cigarettes so much. Put the soap in your mouth. Yeah, you're 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 being children, right? Yeah, like a modern day parent, like or a, like a modern day smart parent would be like, go right. to your fucking rooms. Like, yeah. stop fighting. Go to your rooms. Exactly. Like I said, but like get a parent back here, in the sixties would be like, let them you fight. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. They would let them fight and then be like, yeah, yeah. now you both hurt, right, idiots? Right. What'd you learn, right? Yeah. Not a great lesson, but... Yeah, it just teaches you to fight. That's all it does. Really, Which, the the point of the episode to me is that we don't understand people that we think of as our enemies. As soon right. as we categorize somebody as an enemy and we want revenge for what's been done, we lose all ability to look at a situation objectively and find a real solution to it. Well, that's that's what happened uh, in our lifetimes. I mean, uh, with like 9-11. I remember 9-11 happening and the 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 race to find who did it was Oh, like, yeah. We wanted uh, revenge. Yeah. And it wasn't like, well, like, okay, like, why did this happen or how could we like let this have happened yeah right? it, it was, was we like, want revenge on who did right. it it wasn't how to stop this from happening again it right. was we wanted revenge yep and so i remember that vividly and being like oh good uh, they cool. should have watched arena they should have and they should they should have watched this episode where a guy rips his shirt open and fights a lizard with a gun yeah <laughs> Maybe they would have learned the lesson that revenge isn't a dish best served cold. It's not a good dish at all. It's bad. It's a bad dish. Kirk learns this lesson. He grows a lot throughout the series and the movies as well, especially Oh, the movies for sure, yeah. I mean, the six is like the the piece de resistance of Kirk, right? Like it's like the, the cherry on top of him where he finally sort of comes to uh, what we, like, think of as, like, Starfleet, right? Yeah, I mean, like, 
it's Starfleet changing for the better as well yes, because yes. he's like representative of it as well. Yeah, like Starfleet has had this sort of ever since the beginning of TOS had this like virulent hatred of the Klingons without any desire mistrust. to understand them. Yeah, just a big mistrust and a, and like a mean, Cold War mentality. We've seen some episodes. Well, I don't know if we've seen them because I watch TOS on my own as well, but there are some episodes where Kirk comes up against Klingons and they have to work together by the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen those, yeah. And it seems like things are moving forward a little bit, but I mean, like, Kirk does finally find out he has a son and wants desperately to have a relationship with him. Yeah. And then they murder him. Yeah, that does complicate things. <laughs> so, like, all of that <laughs> hatred and mistrust that he's had for the Klingons this whole time comes to a head. It's validated. Yeah, like, it's, he's, it's like, he straight up validated. says, then let them all die. Then let them die. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and Spock is like, not, like, to, to like, Nimoy's credit, he plays it great, where he, he's not shocked that he says that. He's a li- you kind of read like a little disappointment, but he's Vulcan, so he doesn't really have that. Yeah, and it's it's just a oh god, that movie is so like, good. Everyone Fuck in the I room is like silenced when he says that. They're all just yeah. like, oh my god. It's it's a step in a direction that maybe they're not ready to go in. Yeah, right? and I mean, by the end of that movie, he realizes that like the only difference between them and the Klingons is where they're from. Right. Like people are people. People doesn't just mean human. Right. People are people. It's, it's the great that great uh, monologue by the daughter when she's like, "Listen to yourselves, human rights, inalienable yeah. human rights." It's like that the very phrase is racist. Like she says it, and this yep. is 1991, right? Which is like not not like like so long ago, but, but like, it is it is a time when you wouldn't see a whole lot of that on right, like on sci-fi and stuff right. anyway. And it's like she's right. She's absolutely right. And then they change it. And like, I think that's the, the 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 genius of the bridge between TOS and TNG is like, it's not where no man has gone before. It's where no one. Like they start yeah, to change. That's their, the ending. That's like yeah. the most beautiful ending it's, it's in amazing. any Star Trek thing, in my opinion. When it's like great. it's the sunrise over the planet. Yeah. And Kirk says, "Where no one has gone." He corrects before. himself. Where no yeah. man. Where no one right. has gone before. I think we're sort of going through that now in our real life, right? Where like we're trying to be a little more precise with how we label people and things. Yeah. It's and like it's it's all in an effort, I think, to uh just be a little better to each other, you know? That's the ultimate goal that we as human beings should be striving towards is yeah. every day trying to do something in order to treat each other a little better because we've been killing each other for millennia at this point well they're nothing i was i was talking to my my mom about this like not about star trek but like just about like stuff that's going on and 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 i always i've been saying this for like a long time there's only one direction we can go in (laughs) uh like you can drag it back as much as you want like time marches on there if we don't do this we're done and we're stubborn as fuck as a species and we don't want to acknowledge that like at some point we're gonna need to all get together and figure out what we're doing here right and we're gonna need this we're gonna need some earth-shattering changes that are not gonna happen overnight but 
it changes that happen though. Yes, but or or we're fucked or we're dead, and we might it might be too late. I don't know. But well, it got to the point so long ago where our decisions on a national level or even below a national level affect the entire world. Right. Like if we don't come together and figure out how to control how those decisions affect the world together, right. Then there's not going to be a world left. That's going to be it. Yeah. Un- uh, <laughs> That's I the mean, core think- of Star Trek though, right? Yeah. Yes. Is like the the first step towards Starfleet. The first step towards the brighter future where we're all equal, we're all treated well, we all have mm. what we need to live. We have rights, thrive. we have right, we all have freedom and freedom of the press. Like all the Bill of Rights crap is it mixed in with all yeah. this other like, like shit, right? Yeah. That first step is treating each other a little bit better. That's the first yeah. baby toe in the water that is the sea of the Star Trek future that we all want. I think we all saw the beginning, like, we, we're living through the beginning of it, but we're seeing the, like, we saw it with the internet and how, like, kind of our generation feels about other places where we're just like, oh, it's just, like, wherever. It's just, like, Canada or England or Europe or Asia. Like, they, they just, that's whatever. Like, you know, we all play video games together and shit like that. Yeah. But I think now we're seeing the, the hangers on her of the old ways... Uh, rebel against that. And they're afraid of it. Oh, yeah. There's no isolationism in this world anymore. It doesn't work that way. It it may have never worked that way, honestly. Probably not. (laughs) I mean, there was a time when you couldn't go around the world in like a couple hours. Right. But that's not today. Today you can jump on a plane and go anywhere on Earth within a day. Yeah. It's crazy. The world is a much smaller place than it's ever been, and we you hear that phrase all the time, but what that really means is that we as people should be closer together too. Yeah, well, we have to be, and that's and that's the the problem I think is we're 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 seeing the human race and certain aspects of the human race throw a temper tantrum about it. Rich people, uh, white people. Old people, people. people want to hold on to what they have. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. these people feel like they have control. Well, when you don't way. have anything, you got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you don't have control, really. It's the No, illusion. nobody has control over anything. Exactly. Like, the we're hurtling a... through space at a million miles an hour. Like, what the fuck is there to control, dude? The world <laughs> like... is a Ouija board. Yeah. Every person on Earth has their hand on the planchette. Yep. Is and that what it's called? I think so. I never knew that. And we're How all moving it together. There are yeah. people who are like, they're, it's all moving, and there are people who are like, I'm the one controlling this. Right, I'm the one. Right, but you're yeah. not. Everyone's hand is on it. Right. That's Earth. Yep. And that's going to be beyond Earth if we ever get there. Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, we're going to need to figure that out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what Kirk learns by the end of his journey, that... Even the planchet's moving, and there's a Klingon hand on it as well. Right. Whether he wanted to accept that or not. The fate right. of the universe is in all of their hands, and if you treat each other better, if you stop fighting, if you try to understand one another, there's a yeah. chance that you can work together to move that planchet in the direction you want to say, Ooh, <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> 
Oh man, that analogy was way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> that was an incredible analogy. I'm pretty good at this. Shit. I liked it because the ghost at the end. It got real spooky at the end, didn't it? <laughs> it made me think like maybe there is a ghost. Maybe there's a universal ghost that we all know. <laughs> His name is Jesus. This is a Christ cast now. <laughs> Ah, uh, God is an awesome God. He reigns. <laughs> oh God! This episode is a learning episode. It's an episode where we, as an audience, get a moral that's like probably like only going to become more pertinent as time goes on. Yes, I I, I believe that for sure. I I think we don't. I don't think we have a choice. Honestly, I don't think we. I, oh, no. I think. We've crossed the Rubicon. We're, that's it. We gotta do it. We ha- we have to. There's no other. I'm way. on board. Like, I, you yeah, know, no, I, you know, too. we're on board. Like anybody who listens to this show is on board with like an inclusive world where we all treat yeah. each other better and we all try a little harder. Right. Just just a little bit. Like we we're not gonna have to like. I I know I know we rag uh, me specifically rags on like baby boomers and and stuff like that. Um, only we're because they're. Well, only because they're so terrible, but, but also, yeah. like, they're afraid, like you said, Jeff, they're afraid of, like, well, I'm going to have to use a different bathroom. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so what? Dude, like, why does that bother you? Who gives a shit, dude? You can still take a piss and shit. Just be like, glad you can take a piss and shit. Like, I was talking to somebody <laughs> at my old job, and they were like, yeah, they're letting them transsexuals into our right. bathrooms, right. and I don't want no tranny in there with but my like, daughter. I always say, I'm always like, well, what are you, like, in the Ben's room, like, looking at dudes taking it? Like, who gives a like, fuck, dude? Here's, here's the thing, dude. Like, if somebody wanted to have sex with somebody in a bathroom, they could do it in the ones we got now. Yeah, it they'll just do matter. it anyway. They'll just fucking do it. Like, let people piss in the hole they want to piss in. Why does it matter? But the rules, I had to follow them. That's their mentality. And it's like, here's the thing. It's better that people don't have the same problems you had. Yeah. That's better. That's Like, we always joke about, like, how much worse it was when we were kids. Like, you had to watch shitty TV shows because there was nothing on or whatever. Right. I'm psyched people don't have to do with that. Yeah, it's great. I also don't have to do it anymore. It's great. Fuck yeah. Like... (laughs) I yeah. don't see myself not following new technology as I get older because that's what we always talk about. Right? Awesome. I don't think it's possible. I think I think I'm a little older than you, and I think my generate like my year is like the cutoff, right? Because I know I know people who are a little bit older than me, and most of them are are like me. Some of them aren't though. Like they're a little more Gen X, right? Mm-hmm. And but I think like. F- like you definitely are like in the in the the sphere of like that's definitely a thing, and I feel like I am too. Uh, I do get made fun of a lot because like I like hate, hate phones just because I don't like people talking to me though. Like I just hate. Well, that's them. just a personal preference, <laughs> right? Like, I just you, I don't you like love them. having a phone to have right. all that. I'm not gonna not have hand, a phone, though. right? I'm not gonna not have a phone, yeah. but like I don't want people to like constantly talk to me. But and some I people also do. Agree. Like I'm, I'm not big on people constantly having access to me either. But that's right. why, like, if I get a message or something and I don't feel like answering just it, I'll just answer it. it later. Yeah, just ignore it. Yeah. And I did that to my mom. Like my mom had to. My mom got went to the eye doctor and like she couldn't see because they dilate your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And she texted me to come get her, and I just left and went to go get her. And I didn't, didn't answer the text. Back. Yeah, because like okay. that was the plan, right? Like, yeah. 
And then she was like, I didn't know if you were coming. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, you need me to tell you? Like, I'm on my, like, I'm like five minutes away. I guess you could have been dead. <laughs> no, nobody I guess, knows. I guess I could have been dead. God only, God willing, I wish I was. <laughs> like, every time technology makes this leap, there are people who are terrified of it, and there are yeah. people who are excited by it. Right. Like, when they come out and they're like, hey, like, maybe we found a way to create, like, stem cells. Yeah, people get really And people about are it. like, oh my god, you're, like, fucking with the, the natural order. You're fucking with it. That's and all like, we've ever done, though. Like, that's... People like us see it, and they're like, good, that'll help so many people. That's right. awesome. Yeah. And there, there's, like, smaller stuff where, like, these people come out and they're like, hey, like, maybe we found a way to, like, create fake meat. Yeah, they're worried about that. We always talk and about that, didn't we? Didn't you and I have a discussion about Yeah, we've about talked this? about fake meat before. Yeah. Like, I'm on board. Fuck it. I, yeah, I'm, who gives I'm a like shit? I'm 100% on board for fake meat. Yeah, like, I don't if care. it tastes anything like meat, and we yeah. don't have to, like, have the giant yeah. industries that fuck up our planet making meat, Yeah, I'm all I'll on board. Eat, I'll eat fake-ass meat, dude. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how you make dude, it. I go to McDonald's sometimes. I eat fake ass meat all the time. <laughs> I got to, I went to Taco Bell the other day. I'm pretty sure that was plastic. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> but there yeah. are people who are like sort of set in their ways. I think yeah, that's like a smaller thing. I don't think you're like pushing back against the future if you don't want to eat plastic meat. No, but no, I do. no. <laughs> I want to eat that plastic meat. I mean, I think it's it's good. It's fine with me. I don't. It's, I'm not worried about that stuff. I'm not worried about robots. I'm not worried about nah, that stuff. I'm not worried about robots either. Like, I don't care. I'm. Whatever. I love robot fiction. I think yeah. I've talked about that before. Like, I absolutely love the idea that like something man-made is more than the sum of its parts. Right. And like the idea of like a digital soul, like the thing that makes yeah. humans human, whatever it is. And Jeff, that it you just gotta can watch. Be you gotta watch Battlestar Galactica, Jeff. Jeff, you gotta watch Battlestar Galactica. It's it's on the list. Uh, <laughs> we're we're progressing. Usually, you'd be like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying." <laughs> we're progressing because, like, I I've been trying to not spend so much time working. I'm yeah. trying to like don't have like a little wrist. bit of time doing something else. Oh, well, if you start watching Battlestar, you'll just forget what day it is. And you'll be like, I've been I watching got, this for seven days. I got shit to do is yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's um, the thing is, like, Battlestar is such a commitment. Yeah. It's, it's so like, good, I'm going to have to give up a year of my life to the show. <laughs> yeah, but you do it with, like, DS9, right? I haven't... I haven't watched through any show besides, like, Netflix short shows in a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Especially not since I went freelance. Like, the longest thing I've watched since I went freelance is, like, The Umbrella Academy. And that's, like, 13 episodes. Yeah. Like, 13, maybe 16 uh, episodes yeah, is the longest I've is. ever watched. Yeah. yeah. I like that show, though. The Umbrella Academy was pretty good. I liked it, too. It was cool. I don't like him. I don't like the dude. Uh, what's his name? What? The... Black Parade. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know his name. um... Gerard Way. Yeah, I don't like him. The thing I don't like is, his music. So. Yeah, the thing is, I don't like his music, but he's a really great comic book writer. Yeah, no, it was. I I was uh, almost shocked at how good it was. I was like, this yeah. is really good. Like he wrote uh, one of my favorite runs of Doom Patrol ever yeah. as well. And so he's like really good. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of his music though. <laughs> when I was a young boy. 
There's like, a part in the Umbrella Academy when they go to the parade, and I was like, "Oh, here we go! Oh, <laughs> they're no. gonna, they're gonna play it." Oh no! But then that kid, that kid just gets told to go home because he's a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Go home, fucker. Stupid kid who your dad beats you. Oh. But then he was a villain, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, um, this episode <laughs> of Star Trek is cool. Yeah, this is like you said. I think this is like a, a world building episode. It gets it gets lost in the minutia of the the goofiness of it because of when it was made. But uh, the the theme is very Star Trek, very Starfleet. Uh, it's it's a good lesson. Uh, I like it. This was I was gonna say this is one of the first uh, TOS episodes I remember watching uh, as a kid. I think we were at the shore on our like vacation that we took with our family every year. And we had like a shitty like a uh, like a fucking like UHF TV, right? Like, oh yeah, an- antenna TV. Like it was really fucking bad. So we only got like the the Philly station and like you know whatever else. So this was like rerun, and I remember just being like, "Oh, this is like awesome!" And I always loved that that like look as a kid of like the shitty uh, Twilight Zoney special effects. Were oh always, yeah, like, dude, really I magic love to me. like really low budget old special yeah. effects. I'm a yeah. huge fan. Yeah, it's it's just a great. It's just great. I love it. So I love this episode. I don't care what anybody says. It's great. <laughs> um. I do have another John Larroquette fun fact of this the week like the for you. This is like the fifth one, dude. I'm full of I'm full of something. Um, <laughs> William Shatner still to this day suffers from tinnitus due to that explosion that happened near his head. Oh, he like they like set off an explosion. Yeah, dude. I've oh, got a, a non John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. I got okay. a fatty Arbuckle fun fact of the week for you because <laughs> it's about a silent movie star. Okay. Do you know Harold Lloyd, the silent movie star? Yeah, Harold Lloyd. Zoidberg's uncle? Yeah, I know Harold Lloyd. Zoidberg's uncle. He's based on Harold Lloyd. I'm gonna ham it up! (laughs) He's he's based on Harold Lloyd, the silent movie star. Well, I've seen a bunch of silent movie stuff because I find them hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Silent movie comedies I find hilarious. I don't watch anything else. But um, Harold Lloyd went to a public appearance where he had a uh, prop bomb like a cartoony prop bomb like a lit. round bomb with a fuse yeah. The, yeah. the fuse was lit and he was like taking photographs like lighting a cigarette off of it off of the bomb yeah uh in a move that would not surprise Brandon Lee the bomb was real amazing and it blew up and uh did he die he lost his middle finger and his thumb on his right hand that's insane and he like had these like third degree burns all Who over the his face. Fuck is what the fuck, dude? Like and he like he got his face fixed and everything. Like that was fine, but he wore a fake hand glove over right. his real hand that had right. a middle finger and a thumb on it in every appearance oh, he ever made. Losing your thumb is bad. Yes it is. You need them. Apparently they're important. <laughs> yeah. Tell that to dogs. <laughs> um Opposable thumbs made us the rulers of this planet. So. I was gonna say earlier, like like when we were talking about um when you were saying about how, you know, it's too unnatural or whatever, like as soon as we learned how to pick up a rock or, and throw it, like we started to do that. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that was it. Everything else was fucked. You you ever think that like eventually there's going to be like like a 
like a counterpart to humans because like apes no. keep learning how to use shit. Well, that is a thing, right? The uh, like uh, chimpanzees are in a stone age right now. Yeah, like, like they know how to use tools. I don't know if they'll they'll evolve as quickly. We're uh, not we gonna let them. We won't let them. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're we're in charge, right? I mean, we murdered I mean, off our previous counterparts. Yeah, that's what we did. We we uh, made them and murdered them out of existence. The Neanderthals. Yep. Fuck them. Literally, and then kill our them. planet now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Pearl Jam video. Oh yeah. Remember that? I haven't thought of that shit in a long time. That's a great video. That song is, like, not that great, but it's a great video. Do you remember videos? <laughs> yeah, I do. They were great. They still make them, but only they still for make YouTube. They're, they're still pretty okay. I yeah. mean, they're almost... I, look, I will say this. They're better in a lot of ways because they can show butts now. <laughs> That's true. And, that like, I'm into that. True. So, I, like, I'll watch a butt video, like, twerk videos and stuff. Dude, there's, like... Back in the day, I remember Toonami did this thing where they were like, we're going to show, like, all the best animated music videos tonight, so stay up. Yeah. And they, I played, just, they played six of them, because that's all there were. That's all there I just put, remember, uh, I just put in the episode to continue this week, uh, the Soul Coughing song. Uh, Circles. Yeah, I put that in the, the show. Cause Dude, I fucking love that song and that video. Yeah, it's just Barney walking around and he's like, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, did they this did house a, get They had another soul coughing one called yeah. Roland that Roland. was like a Betty Boop cartoon. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. That was great. But th- like, that was made by Cartoon, cartoon Network. Network yeah, but like, the only like MTV played music videos that had cartoons, there were like five or six. But, yeah, like, you evolution. go on YouTube now, like, if you go on YouTube now, like, there are so many animated music videos. It's like a fucking renaissance. That's great. It, and they all look amazing. Yeah, there's that one. I think it's a fan-made video, though. It's uh, that gunship song set to a, I think it's an anime, but it's like a, it's like a World War II yeah. Dogfight? It's incredible. Oh. The one I was thinking of is the gunship one, like, that's has, like, the rock show where there's, like, vampires attacking it. Oh, yeah. Because that's official. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, that's theirs. Um, the one that I'm really thinking about, like, the electronic artist Breakbot has, yeah. like, almost all of his music videos are animated. Yeah. And uh, the one I, like, I'll suggest everybody to go look at um, Another You is the name of the song. Like, the music video is fucking spectacular. Got a lot of butts. Oh, Got a lot of boobies. Another You by Breakbot. I'm going to watch this when we're done. (laughs) Going to watch this when we're done with no pants on. Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, look at this. It's gorgeous. The video, and there's also one. Ah, uh, shit. I forget what it's called. All the Breakbot music videos. Go look at them. Yeah, they look but, cool. Just from what I'm seeing. This has nothing to do with this episode, though. This episode's great. <laughs> um, I if you like make fun of it, you're, down, you're dingus. I agree. Like, the jokes about this episode have been going on since 1967. Yeah, we got it. Cut it the fuck out. We get it. Like Joey Gladstone. Cut it out. That's some fresh humor. Start <laughs> quoting Joey instead. Whoa. That's Joey Lawrence. It's nah. different, Joey. Is it made of wood? You know they called Joey Gladstone Joey Joe Gladstone? <laughs> really? Oh, my God. It came Joe. back full circle. <laughs> Joseph Joey Gladstone. <laughs> 
I bet if you went to the fucking wiki for Full House, it would say it would Joseph say Joey Gladstone. I bet it does. I bet it does. Wikis are hilarious, dude. Like, we didn't realize that his real name was Joseph. No, couldn't put that together. Arena, a classic of television. Yes. A classic. It's great. It's super, it's it's a little, uh, I will, uh, to play devil's it's advocate, it's a little long. They don't cut. There's not a lot of cutting that could be done. To, you gotta but, fill the half hour, right, kid. But you gotta <laughs> fill the fifth. It's gotta be fifty minutes. Back in yeah. the day, fifty minutes. But so. it, overall, it's a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. Uh, I would put this in the top tier list of TOS episodes. Oh, for sure. This is uh, this. You gotta watch this. This is. I would put this in my top. It would definitely be five. in like my top it, twenty-five Star Trek episodes. Yeah, this is top five TOS. Honestly. Oh yeah, this is definitely top five yeah. TOS. Like City on the Edge of Forever is gonna be number one. Yeah. I I don't know what the rest of the list is, but it's all good. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch it. One. Um. I'll tell you what, if you uh, would like to get some more Star Trek goodness out of your boys, you can follow us on Twitter, at MClassPodcast, or you can can send us in an email. Yeah, what's the email? (laughs) It's MClassEmail at gmail.com. Nice. And I paused because I didn't announce at the beginning of this episode that we're, of course, in a um, new collection of episodes. Oh, right. Yeah, we got to give credit to the person who came up with it. Yes. Uh, we had a um, we had suggestions and votes from listeners just like you on our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. And the one that won out was Boston Sean's Abduction Collection. Oh, uh, this is such a good one. It is a great collection of episodes. As Josh mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about TNG's Darmok next time, Season 5, Episode 2. Yeah, tune in and listen to us just fillet the entire episode. Oh like, my honestly. God. It's a masterpiece. I don't it even need to watch it, but I will. I don't even need to. I've seen it probably 50 times. <laughs> like, yeah, I actually did not watch Arena over the past couple days since I watched it last yeah. week. Uh, why? Just I was just at- watching it. Oh, okay. I was just watching some TOS episodes. Oh, yeah. While I worked. I tr- I try to put on, uh, like, I was sleeping to Star Trek for, like, I would leave it on to, and then go to sleep, but I got, I, like, don't sleep. I just watch Star Trek oh, if yeah. I do that. That's the thing. Like, I was trying to do work, but I ended yeah. up just watching the episodes. Yeah, I was doing that. I was, I was like, uh, I was doing, finishing up some things today for continue, and, like, I was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just watching Arena, to, like, right now. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. It's worth it. It's yep. all worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you to the patrons for voting on that collection and giving us these cool episodes we're going to be watching from here on out. Yeah, we got an Enterprise episode, too. Yeah. Josh loves it when we touch on that Ent. <laughs> that E-N-T. I love Ents. Not the tree people, but the show. Josh is actually terribly racist against Ents, the tree I'll, people. I will, look, I'll say this about Ents. They're dumb as fuck. <laughs> Oh, my God. So that's a good time to end the episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back in one week's time with more M-Class goodness. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm the not racist one. Bye. (laughs) Fantasy racist.
I'm mentally ill. 